Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Gale. On this episode, we sit down with a Crusader volleyball great and Holy Cross Hall of Famer, Megan Lynch-Hammond. Now, Megan is still the all-time kills leader in Crusader history with 1,486. From 2009 to 2012, she was a three-time All-Patriot League selection, and she was named to the Patriot League 25th anniversary team back in 2015. She remains the only player in Crusader history to ever break the 1,000 mark in both kills and digs. Multi-talented, multifaceted, and we're thrilled to have her here today. Megan, welcome to Seder Stories. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. That's a remarkable individual resume. Looking back at your time at Holy Cross, what stands out to you as your proudest achievement? I initially would say Hall of Fame because um, although some people more humble than me may say uh, they didn't look for that after their career, but that was something I, I really hoped for. So even though my career had closed and I couldn't um, continue working towards it, I always hoped that that would one day happen. And that was the perfect kind of finishing touch on my career. Um, and to be able to to get into the Hall of Fame as a, a first ballot and the first volleyball player, it, it means a lot to me still. What was that experience like, uh, your induction, your opportunity to be considered among not just great volleyball players, but some of the greatest to ever lace them up in any sport at Holy Cross? I remember getting the phone call and actually um, my husband or fiance at the time had answered the call um, off my cell phone and they said, you're gonna, she's gonna wanna give us a call back. So I quickly got ready, answered, um, called them back and they told me, and I, I remember actually, you know, testing my vertical in my a little apartment. I was so excited. So um, that was amazing. And then to be back at campus, uh, see familiar faces. And then actually right before um, my induction ceremony, one of my best friends and former teammates became the first, um, they're not the first, but became the, the head coach at Holy Cross. Um, so, and that, that was, you know, the first real connection to the program since I, since I had left, besides just coming back to visit. Um, so she en- ended up coming with me and it was just this really kind of cool integrated experience, a lot more than I even knew by the time I was getting inducted. So. That's incredible. I, I think it's safe to say Crusader blood runs through your family. Your, your <laughs> uncle and two cousins were Holy Cross student athletes, including Katie, who was an outstanding volleyball player herself. How influential was your family in that decision to play for the Crusaders? It's probably the opposite answer than you'd think. Um, I was dead set on carving my own path. So it was a, a big reason I didn't look at Holy Cross sooner. Um, ultimately, when I was kind of getting to the end of my recruiting process and making those decisions, I always kept Holy Cross in the loop because I did know how strong the athletics um, and academic connection was at Holy Cross. Um, but I, I just kind of in the back of my mind said, I don't want to you know, feel like I'm copying my cousin in volleyball. Um, but I ended up going to my official visit. I said, I'll take it as a courtesy. I was talking to a few other schools and uh, the coach, which was Coach Kaparsha at the time, really saw me as someone that could come in and make an impact right away. And that excited me. And then I had a great experience with the team. 
So on my car ride home from that official visit, I'm, I'm looking at my parents saying, I think I'm going to go to Holy Cross. And they looked shocked and said, okay, that sounds good. So, um, so ultimately, um, what my connection to Holy Cross was, was something that, you know, deterred me from looking into it deeper. And then once I got to Holy Cross, it was so special to have those connections uh, with my cousins and my uncles that went there as well. Um, so it really, it was kind of a full circle experience uh, from recruiting to my, you know, graduation from Holy Cross. And 20 years later, your cousin Katie is still in the record books with you here at Holy Cross. You're both still top 10 all time yeah. big. So we see that Lynch name all over the record books. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see it. She was a, she was someone I actually watched, um, you know, when I was little, we'd go to her games. I can't say I always was fully focused on the volleyball game, but we did go to um, usually at Lafayette since that was closer to where I grew up. When you were growing up in New Jersey, when, when did volleyball become your passion? I went to my first camp, I think, heading into the summer before my seventh grade, so seventh grade middle school. Um, and that's, probably the later end for some of the strong volleyball states, but very early in New Jersey, at least at that time. So I became kind of known as the volleyball girl from then on and, uh, and really took that with me into high school. And so I started playing travel when I was 12 and 13, I ended up playing on a 15 team. So that helped me kind of push forward. Um, and ultimately I was able to, um, to start as, uh, in, on the varsity team in, in, as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And that kind of pushed me right into the collegiate direction. So I think um, I, I started, I guess, fairly young for New Jersey, which was helpful and kind of pushing me towards the college experience. It's interesting that you say you were a quick riser in volleyball because it seems like that was the same case. When you got to Holy Cross, you burst on the scene as an outside hitter, as an underclassman. You set the program record for single season kills as a sophomore. How did you adapt to the Patriot League so quickly? Uh, I've always had a really strong internal drive. That's the only way I can describe it. I, I, I went in probably a little naively, but I wanted to be an impact player right away. Um, I had those conversations with my coaches at the time. Um, even though in the back of my head to stay competitive, I, I just said, oh, you're, you're probably not going to start. I was trying to kind of temper my expectations for myself, but I really wanted to make a difference. Um, the other thing driving me was probably the little chip on my shoulder is that I'm, I'm actually 5'8", probably listed as 5'9". Yeah, I um, saw and, that, so <laughs> please an extra inch and, out of your bio. <laughs> yes, um, and, or, or maybe I just shrunk in time, but um, I, I'm about, I would say conservatively three inches, you know, shorter than the average outside hitter at the division one level. And ultimately, at the end of my recruiting process, I started to have some conversations where I was coming in as an outside hitter and coaches, even some in the Patriot League, started saying, well, maybe, you know, we'll try you out as a defensive specialist, meaning I'd only play back row. Um, it was really important to me to be a sixth rotation outside hitter to play front and back row. And I knew I could do it. I knew I had the vertical. Um, so I, it was important to me that I was an outside hitter, whatever school I picked. And when I came on the scene, I wanted to make sure I made an impact um, specifically with my uh, hitting skills, uh, which luckily I think I did. <laughs> for, those, for those that may not be as familiar with volleyball, outside hitter really is the glamour position. I mean, that's really the offensive <laughs> outside spot. You get the opportunities for the kills. But your experience 
as a DS or in the back row clearly led to a more well-rounded game because as we said, you've got quite a few digs at Holy Cross as well. So it seems like you found a way to bridge that gap between two different skill sets. Yes, it's always a balance. And um, I spend a lot of time in individuals in the off season, just trying to keep working on my defense. Um, but one of the cool parts about playing a six rotation position is that you can also get kills from the back row as well. So that's something I worked on and, and helped me a little bit, just um, you know, keep growing all my hitting skills around the court. And I wanted to ask you about your team. Leadership played a key factor mm -hmm. in your career. What did it mean to serve two years as a team captain during your upperclassmen campaigns? Oh, it meant everything to me. I would really hoped that I, I could be included in um, that captain spot my junior year. Uh, we, we had the Holy Cross Leadership Academy at the end of my career. Um, I served as a co-captain with two of my other teammates my junior year, and then there was two of us my senior year. Um, and it was really a really special position because, of course, your individual achievements do matter. I mean, if you are a competitive athlete, you want to be competitive yourself, but it really is about the, the full team in volleyball. So when you're approaching it from a team perspective it's and a leadership perspective, you have to make sure that everyone is feeling included. You have to make sure that everyone has similar goals, that even when we're not at Holy Cross together, there's some sort of unity in the training, the performance off the court, making sure people are still um, you know, putting academics at the forefront too. Um, so there's a lot of things to think of and, um, and to balance. And I love the challenge of that. And I think that's helped me in so many other areas of my life and just um, kind of seeing the full picture beyond just that you know, tunnel vision towards volleyball. We'll talk more about that next step and avoiding that tunnel vision in the next steps of your life after this quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Megan Lynch-Hammond right here on Seder Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination and we are a starting point because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again. And UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick. Get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855-UMASS-MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare, a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. What does it mean to be relentless? It means providing access to great medicine for everyone. UMass Memorial Health. The relentless pursuit of healing. Find the help you're looking for at ummhealth.org. Holy Cross Athletics is proud to have passionate corporate sponsors who are committed to supporting our teams and student-athletes. 
Sponsors not only support Holy Cross, but also gain significant marketing exposure through in-venue signage, digital elements, promotional campaigns, and much more. To become a corporate partner, please contact Frank with Crusader Sports Properties at 908-625-1947. Welcome back to Sater Stories. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by Holy Cross volleyball alum, Megan Lynch-Hammond. Now, back in March during Women's History Month on campus, you shared a great quote with the athletic department, and I'd like to read it here. Almost 10 years down the road, I still lean heavily on the balance of competition, teamwork, and discipline I learned as a student athlete at Holy Cross. How does that specific experience shine through most in your life today? Well, the Holy Cross experience is... Um not necessarily your typical college experience. There is a level of intensity. Um, so whether you're a student athlete or not, there's very intense academic experience. Um, and then one of the other things at Holy Cross that um, is talked about a lot is the strength of the alumni network and being able to utilize that and utilizing the on-campus tools. Um, so at Holy Cross, um, of course, I had my volleyball career. I had the opportunity to serve as captain. Um, I took my academics extremely seriously. And then um, the other thing that was a big part of my life at Holy Cross that really helped is that I actually had um, five internships before graduating. Um, so between the academic year and uh, some summer internships, I was able to kind of test out a lot of different career paths. And three of those were all through Holy Cross connections. One was through the internship program, some through the career center. And my fifth internship was actually working at the career center. Um, so right there, I had a, a really strong pathway of, um, you know, how I could take what I've learned at Holy Cross and bring it into the next segment of my life. And I certainly encourage any student athletes today or any athletes that are excuse me, students at Holy Cross to take advantage of those services. Um, so there's a lot of balance work and balance doesn't mean that every day it's 25, 25, 25%. Um, exactly. It really can be certain days volleyball is that priority. Certain days you have a huge exam coming up or you're focusing on an internship, but it's just finding these ways to, to incorporate all these different aspects into your life. So you're not kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, and, you know, as I turned away from Holy Cross and into the next part of my life, uh, I, I kind of, strive to be that renaissance woman where I have my foot in different areas. So while I have my career, which is currently in insurance, and I, I've also been um, a kickboxing instructor for five years on the side, um, and that's something really important to me, just to have something completely different, continue to play volleyball, um, and prioritize, you know, my family life as well. So there's that kind of balance that I, that I had at Holy Cross and trying to find how to make that work in, in my life today. I'm glad you mentioned the kickboxing. That is a really big step away from volleyball. How did you find your way into kickboxing and then take that next step to become an instructor and, and show young people how to do it themselves? Yep. Um, I was looking for some sort of non-volleyball way of movement that kind of matched up with the training that I've done. And it's very kind of quick twitch muscles, um, sprinting, that type of movement in kickboxing. Um, and it's a great way if you've had a bad day just to, to punch it, <laughs> punch a bag and get all of your eggs out. <laughs> yes. So um, it's fun too. Um, and I ended up getting really into it uh, when I moved to Hoboken, New Jersey, directly after graduating. So really that summer. Um, and I did it for a few years, was eventually approached by um, CKO, which is the studio that I teach at. 
um, to see if I had an interest in training, and, and I ultimately did. So I um, trained with them uh, in order to become an instructor, had to teach my first class. Before my first class, I was nervously pacing. I, you would have thought that I'd never done anything high pressure in my entire life, and there weren't even that many people because it was the weekend and in the summer. Um, but I ended up loving it and got really into it. I've taught um, at a couple of different studios, been um, to visit other studios for CKO across the country just to see them. And it's, it's a really fun extra part of my life to, that I enjoy. And volleyball is still playing a part of your life as well. I know you're coming off a knee surgery, but will we see you back out there playing a little bit of pickup, maybe in the gym, maybe on the grass? Do you still have some kills left in that arm? Oh, yeah. I absolutely love playing volleyball still. Um, I took maybe a three-month break uh, between my last game, uh, and then I, I couldn't even stay away from my senior spring of college. I, I joined a co-ed, um, some co-ed tournaments in Massachusetts, built a volleyball network back here. I've, I've been playing indoor and grass tournaments. I absolutely love it. Sad I can't play at the exact moment, but I am rehabbing to, to be able to, to continue playing in the future for sure. And amazingly, your kills record still stands here at Holy Cross, which must surprise you now. Can you believe it's been 10 years away from campus? Where, where did that decade go? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, I can't believe the kills record still stands because I feel like every year sports and youth sports is getting more and more competitive. The level of training, you know, improves. So it's, it's kind of strange that, that I still have that. And as for where the time went, um, that's still a mystery to me. I can't believe uh, next year will be my 10 year reunion from Holy Cross. And we always like to ask alums like you, how have you enjoyed supporting the program as an alum? Sure. Um, I've been back to campus quite a few times throughout the years. I know we've had some specific volleyball alumni events. Um, obviously, you know, donating is a really important part of the program. So that's something I've done since graduating. Um, and I mentioned before, one of my closest friends and former teammates, Kathleen Colpoise, is the head coach at Holy Cross. Nice. Um, so that's a really unique way to, to see the program now, where I've been able to go visit with her as a friend, but also see her in the role of coach. And she is looking at so many different aspects of these athletes' life. So really looking at, um, obviously, their volleyball performance, making sure they're um, staying in tune academically, but also focusing on their mental health, um, how they're supporting their teammates, you know, they're still engaged with other, with other activities. Um, so it's really cool to be, um, have this kind of inside look into the program from a completely different, you know, seat. And lastly, I, I think you summed this up pretty well. I mean, you, you had a great career at Holy Cross, really committed to the academics and then, you know, the, the on-job training through internship programs, career center. If, if I was a young student athlete in New Jersey and I asked you, Hey, why would Holy Cross be right for me? What was, what was the best thing you could say to, to some young volleyball athlete or any student athlete that's considering Holy Cross? Sure. I would just say it opens so many doors. Um, some of them you have to walk up to the door and be there. So it's not just going to open it itself. Um, but there are great connections. I mean, it's a smaller school. Some, you know, even my husband went to a much larger um, university. So it's a different experience when you're at a smaller campus. And you have this alumni that get it and that want to be involved. So I think that's a huge difference maker. It's not something that's a guarantee at any school you go to. 
Um, and then there's a, a pretty high percentage because of the size of the school of other students that, that play a varsity sport at Holy Cross. So you do have this unique ex experience of being able to relate to a lot of student athletes that are in your exact same shoes. Um, so there's certainly that. And then as far as academics, um, maybe for better or for worse, but there's no favoritism given to those student athletes on the academic front. You certainly have to work for your um, GPA or good grades, um, but it does make you a much, much stronger person when you're getting through some of those exams and 15 page papers that um, some people may not wait to the last minute to do. Uh, I unfortunately was the person <laughs> that always waited to the last minute, had the rush of the, the overnighter, but um, made it work. So um, I, I, I would just say there's just so many ways you can take Holy Cross. Um, there's so many ways to get involved even outside of those three arenas I mentioned. I mean, um, during my time, there's, I joined the pre-business program. We did a lot of service work through both athletics and just on my own. Um, and then, um, you know, liturgical services, if, if you happen to, you know, be religious and, and going, you know, I was Catholic, so it was kind of a, a great fit there. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can take the, the Holy Cross experience um, and fit it to your own personality. So that would be my um, way over the time elevator pitch to someone looking at Holy Cross. <laughs> That's perfect. A long elevator ride, but a good one. No, we really Very long. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your time, Megan. Thanks so much for sharing these experiences. Congratulations on all your success since leaving Holy Cross. And it's clear that that you've left a mark, not just on the record books, but on the program here with the Crusaders. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Anytime. And my thanks to you all for tuning in to this week's Seder Stories. Please subscribe to our show on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you appreciate our show, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's still the best way for fellow Crusaders to find our shows. Thanks again for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!